Welcome to Seller Talks, featuring myself, Jay Favors, and my man. Zone Music. And we've got a special guest in the house today, and uh, like I'm going to get Alex to uh, introduce the him. Intro, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, this is quite it's quite a, a surprise one we've been asking yes. for. Not too long, but we've got Ryder Shafiq. Yes. Who, as most of you will know, listening to this is. Um, I was actually thinking about how to describe you as like an MC or a mm. lyricist, or like I think a lot of your stuff is quite like poetic. So, yeah. how would you describe yourself and what you do? I'd mostly say a lyricist, lyricist um, or artist, writer Shafiq. Mm. Mm. Do you produce as well? I've dabbled in it in the past, but um, at this current time, not really. Yeah. Mm. Not. Not. Yeah. Well, you got quite a body of work, but yeah. I'm sure, like, yeah, still broke though. So, still broke. Well, that's not, <laughs> I gotta still keep doing more and more and more. I'm fairly sure that's gonna change at some point, <laughs> like, because the people you've worked with, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a weird, it's a weird situation, really, because in our world, or like the fans of the scene, yeah, like these artists that you've worked with, like, big, but you can bump into people like who make tunes yeah, that you like idolize in a record shop or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly, no one's like balling through making such like an underground like style of music but there's people who are doing pretty well yeah. Yeah. like but i just wanted to ask a few questions so i don't just start rambling on because i know <laughs> that i'll do that yeah so, mr rambles mr rambles <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna ask sort of because we like to talk about influences and what i've discussed with a lot of people about your stuff is like there's because a, a lot of lyricists mm. that you can kind of pin to like ah well I know this guy's obviously influenced by so and so but you seem to be doing something quite different mm. in terms of like both the content of your like stuff because it's not kind of base shallow stuff to get people like like you know in a party dancing it's kind of like deep you reference a lot of literature mm. just some mad stuff so like what influenced you to kind of push that more a lot of like socio political interests like in your songs to well to me it's just me it's my personality i'm not this this is my persona Ryder shafiq it is a, like a stage name it's not my it's not my birth certificate but yeah. i believe i'm Ryder shafiq is me yeah it's not an act it's not something i pick up and put down mm. and it's not something you picked up from someone else and you no, thought, no. Yeah. Well, i've been influenced by lots of people but yeah this is me this is I'm saying how I feel, mm. kind of thing, yeah. And it definitely mm. comes across in the music. But um, in terms of like, so for instance, in your lyrics, there's a lot of, I don't know, like references towards like literature and stuff and mm. a lot of political stuff. And would you say that there's been particular like writers or anyone who's influenced you? Um, so I'm influenced mainly by reggae music yeah you can tell when you've watched. and there's a lot of to me reggae music taught me a lot about who i am or about the about black history or where western um caribbean people fit in the world it taught us about african history african roots yeah making sense of um who we are in the world kind of thing but if you if you if you so that is my basis is reggae yeah from a caribbean background I, I was brought up listening to a lot of roots music and um dub and whatever but growing up i kind of branched off into hip-hop as well okay. to me hip-hop was a lot more lyrical yeah dance hall at that time was a bit like sing-songy um hip-hop they were saying a lot more but then if you check the hip-hop artists they had a message as well. Yeah. It's about the struggle and um, being proud of who they were. Um, and, you know, a lot of artists, American artists who were influenced by, they also um, spoke about things that were happening through the civil rights era, mm. things like that. Is Music or art is, is to me, is an expression. It's an expression of how you feel. Yeah. It's a reflection of... I don't know if people understand, but how I see it is is a reflection of your surroundings, is a reflection of mm. the world around you. So even when you listen to grime and things, it might not be as lyrical or 
um, the MC might not really understand what he's doing, but he's actually talking about his surroundings, mm. his or her surroundings. I mean, a lot the of the world they live in. Yeah. So it is political. Everything is political in that sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think because um, that's quite obvious. I think more so than a lot of music grime is kind of a reflection of surroundings and stuff. Mm. And mm. I suppose there's like a. It's like with any genre, really, you can have shallow versions of of anything. But um, I do think that you have like quite a almost like a storyteller mm. type. Yeah. Like like I, I find myself if I listen to your tunes and that because you choose a lot of um, sort of they're not like beats that you'd obviously go for. Like yeah. um, the what the first one that I heard, which really caught my like attention, was the I'm not sure how you say the name. It's o- Oshosi, is it? Oshasi, yeah. Oshasi, yeah, the solace tune. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that stuff, like, that's, like, that kind of, like, stirs up, like, emotions and stuff, like, yeah, the yeah, beat yeah. and the, the words behind it and that. It's, like, it's quite a abstract take on a genre. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, they yeah. all kind of work together to, it all, it's, like, tells us tells a story, both the music and mm. the lyrics. I tend to write my lyrics to beats. So I, I'm, I don't have a fixed genre to write to, so I'm not going to write bars for 140 and then be given a beat like that yeah it's not gonna fit so i respect that when i give when i'm so these producers approach me and say yeah could you would you would you like to do something on this depending on how that beat makes me feel that that influences the the vocal the lyrics yeah yeah because i've seen uh, like i went on the spot your spotify yeah yeah. and there's a lot of (laughs) bass like sam bingar and then the top play was a uh, uh, Alex Perez remix. Yeah, yeah remix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one tune what I I listened to what really blew my mind was uh, I'll look it off here because I don't want to get the name wrong. <laughs> no fact checking and all that, but it's um, Freedom Cry. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like I listened to that and like yeah, the yeah, lyrics yeah. she was talking about about race and how we should be all one. Yeah, I, yeah. I I come up I I grew up in a black area and. I grew up with like all my friends were black mm. and I don't I hate racism and how like this mm. I don't like there's a lot of people where I'm from because I'm from Essex um just east side of London and uh there's a lot of like uh racist white people around there mm. and they don't see that they they're just so too pro Brexit and everything, and mm. there's a lot of like fighting and stuff where I'm from, and lots of acid attacks. And I, I, I respect from what you say, mm. and that tune it proper remind me of like we should be one, and mm. that's why I come to Bristol because of yeah, yeah, yeah. how I don't know everyone just gets along in Bristol. I find, <laughs> and uh, and then the way you were saying it in the lyrics about like how like you feel like you've been like black people are seen as different in in the sense of like like slavery and stuff i i really hate i really hate the fact in that and i yeah, really yeah. respect that from the tune i really enjoyed the tune yeah, well, i'm glad you like it because mm. that tune came with identity that came it? with identity yeah. yeah and both those tunes are like stand out in terms of like because that, that that was just released as like a rider's peak tune wasn't it or they well um identity was actually a 45 minute play that i wrote and I toured around schools in the southwest, and it was a it's a forty five minute play, which is it's got spoken word in it, it's got visuals, um, it's got narration, and throughout the throughout the play, there's bits where I perform actual tunes. So identity and freedom cry are parts of that. So there's a few more pieces, but but then. Um, actual identity and freedom cry. I work with some guys from Young Echo, oh, yeah. Amos, and Sam Kedar. Yeah. Um and they they helped um, do the soundtrack for the whole play. And we we started Young Echo Records, and so that's why it, that was uh, the first release on Young Echo Records. Mm. Well, I mean, have you got any plans to like bring that play to like? Is that like a like an ambition that you've got? Well, I, I, the play is there, so I can perform it whenever. Really, mm. um, it's just about getting bookings and like I, the, the theatre world world's different to the music world. Yeah, but it's there, and I can perform it whenever I whenever needs be. But um, to me, it's just about being creative. I, I'm hopefully to I I want to write another play like um later on this year, hopefully. Yeah, 
but you know it's, it, it's just about being creative and, and and getting your message to reach as many people as you can yeah you're not like you said jump up tunes and tunes for for the rave or whatever that, that only reaches a certain audience mm -hmm. but like it's funny because if i say i'm a poet a lot more people will listen to me if I then then if I say I'm an MC or if I'm a rapper or some for some reason poet seems more intelligent or it's kind of it's kind of a bit more like people see it as more artistic whereas yeah. you could say any MC yeah. like I mean even any MC is about no you could say Kendrick Lamar some of his stuff yeah it's all the same thing man like it's, it's all the yeah. same thing but it's just kind of there's a beat behind it mm. but I'm sure like well, I mean there are there's quite a few I can't remember there's one specific poet. That I was like, I was watching some video about. Um, it's annoying me that I can't remember his name, but there was like somebody who was repurposing the poet poetry behind putting like beats behind it and stuff. And yeah. it's like this guy was writing these bars in like fucking the 18th century or whatever, <laughs> and it's like still works. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just wait, how you sort of position things, which is another thing hmm. where it's like I feel like there's a reason that people see poet as yeah, a bit yeah. more of a high like, I thing, but. I would. That was the first thing that come to mind when um, I hear your vocals. To be fair, like mm. poet poetry, spoken word, like because, mm. and how I, I was going to say this in the sense of how your voice is so recognisable. Like, what's a Khan tune where you go easy Khan? <laughs> I don't know. Oh uh, mate, I, literally the first time oh, I can't remember the tune name. Deep Medi is it a Deep Medi one? Yeah, 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 and um, like. I just knew, I just straight away, I was like, oh, that's Roger Street. The first oh, yeah, time I heard yeah. it, I was like, Roger Street straight away. And I was just like, it fits so well. <laughs> and then when like I'm mixing and stuff and like having a blend, I love pulling for that tune because just yeah, before yeah. the drop, all the time, it just gets everyone <laughs> and your voice, because like that sort of tune, get, like when thinking about it, because I, I've, when, when you said about you coming through, I was like, I was like oh, I've look, like, looked up mm -hmm. for you for years. I've listened to bass music for 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, how it gave me goosebumps of when I heard, <laughs> heard that on a system for the first time, and yeah, I, I, I like I was, I really like, yeah, that tune is nuts. It was one of my favorite tunes, to be fair. Cheers, man. Yeah, but you definitely do have that distinctive, like, yeah. distinctive voice. It's something you gotta train, and it? it's something you gotta find. Yeah, <clears throat> like you said, growing up, you're influenced by a lot of different MCs or vocalists, and you try and pattern your style off of theirs, a sound like them but yeah, so me growing up I listened used to listen to a lot of dancehall mm -hmm. but dancehall music is very hard to keep up with coming from the UK because all the beats at that time were coming from Jamaica yeah and so like every week Beanie Man or Bounty Killer would have a new tune out mm. and we wouldn't even have them um, rhythms we wouldn't have the instrumentals this was before YouTube and all that. Yeah, so you'd have yeah, to go yeah. to Birmingham or a bigger city and actually buy the 45. Yeah. So it was hard to keep up with that. Um, then a lot of my friends had hip-hop instrumentals. They'd buy hip-hop records. So I kind of did my stuff more dance or kind of flow, but did it to hip-hop. Mm. And this was around the 90s. In the 90s, there was a, like... Um, Reggae hip hop was a was a, was a thing. Yeah, yep. Lauren Hill and stuff. Yeah, and it? reggae reggae artists would do a lot of remixes over hip hop beats. Mm. So I was kind of finding my way then and finding my style then, and then I just kind of met a few guys local to me who were making their own beats. Yeah. So it, it's always been a UK sound, and that sound has never been strictly a hundred percent dance or, or reggae or hip hop. It's always mm -hmm. been different. We've always had different elements. Yeah. And then that's when um drum and bass and dubstep and all these different kind of breakbeat or whatever. Yeah. All these different things. So I, I, I could never fit into hip hop because I wasn't didn't have that American slang. I could never fit into dance or because it wasn't really what the music that I had wasn't it didn't. It wasn't that. It, mm. it was something else. So, I just use those elements and put that into me, to myself. You know, I just draw from from yeah. all those genres and took the best out of it. You made yourself, so innit? Yeah. It's, it's the most real thing that you can do as an artist, though, isn't it? Because me and me and James, I'm sure, like, I've been. I've probably been producing not for that long. Like maybe well, six years is quite a while. 
But mm. if I look at how I started producing and how I was like, you know, you, you like you hear a sound and you think, all oh, right, okay, well, I want to make this. Mm. And you don't really think like the best stuff, the thing that always gets a reaction from people that I show to, like the tunes that make that get a reaction from people is the stuff that is like the least like derivative of other music and people yeah. are like, oh, well, that melody's great and it's stuff like that. And it's something you get via like you you have the influences obviously but yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. like you're not aiming for something you are just putting how you're feeling whatever just down onto that onto mm. the computer or onto the guitar or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and it's like it just get people resonate with that mm. a lot more than if you're trying to copy a certain sound i was going to ask you do you use notepad notepad as in write pen on paper mm. yeah i do do you find it like because have you gone across the? Obviously, I guarantee you've wrote some bars on your phone before. I do write on. I, the phone is easier to write because I've always got my phone on me. Yeah. But I find that if you write pen to paper, there's something more um, organic, and mm. it's kind of I remember it better. Yeah, that. I've, and there's I've, more. It's more like I've, I. I listened to something recently. It's, it's like part of being a human is creating. Mm-hmm. And me actually taking the pen and writing on on a notepad—that's mm. me creating. Mm. There's mm-hmm. something unique about that. That's mm. that's my handwriting. That is me, and you mm. can visualize it and see it on the pet on the on the phone. Anyone could type that. It's, it takes away that individuality. Yeah. And if I've written my lyrics, if I if I've taken a lot of time and I've written my lyrics on a notepad, I can remember it. Yeah for years to come stuff that I've written on my phone and done quickly for somebody mm. I can't even remember those lyrics 100% I used maybe to that's because I'm getting older or no. <laughs> honestly I used to do that when I was in a band at school Yeah, and I, I can look back I've got little folders and stuff with the mm. lyrics like cringeworthy as fuck like, I wouldn't sing I wouldn't show them to anybody yeah, now yeah, yeah. but when I read them back it's kind of like you know you get that you're like ah oh, that was me when I was like 12 or like yeah, yeah, yeah. me and my mates when we were in a band eight years old thinking we were like going to be rock stars <laughs> and that do you know what I mean yeah I, I, the thing is I, I remember like I love hip hop the hip hop's my favourite genre mm. and I love an era of 90 like ni- early 90s to late yeah. 90s and there was one time I was like I really want to be a rapper really want to be a rapper yeah I'm dyslexic as fuck man mm. I, 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 I tried I tried to be a bar and it's just like yeah. it sounds this sounds like mumble rap and <laughs> that's that's the niche yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's like yeah it's like essex white boy slang going on the mum- mumble rap yeah now's but, your time bro yeah it's <laughs> gonna be any time yeah time triplets now. really <laughs> no, like yeah i i remember i remember going yeah i want to be a rapper and then i sat there and i just i, I was writing and i was just like this ain't for me that day i bought reason and then i just from there i just ended up making hip-hop beats and i was like i prefer sitting behind or being a dj behind someone yeah, yeah, yeah. someone being a vocalist because i i don't like being in that limelight if you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah and as as like this is where i'm going to go to the question as that person who is in front of a dance like because you take away from, I, I don't like in dubstep you won't take away from a d you won't take away from the dj that's the always good thing about dubstep mm. in You'll be the host, but you're not taking away from nothing from that music. But is there any sort of genre that you've gone over that you feel like, oh, I am the main guy on stage here? Is it like, because I know dubstep's a bit different. You, you're speaking over the tunes and yeah. letting the dance roll. Have you done like dance hall or anything where you're like the main guy on stage? I've been, I've, I've had a band before. Mm. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I could do a show just my my tracks and mm. so say be the mm. attraction mm. Um, but I'm not really that guy either I'm not mm. I don't I'm quite shy and I don't really speak much That's although sick. I'm a, a, a lyricist <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to be that guy that everyone's focused on mm. and that's my character I'm more chilled I'm more easy I'm more cool I just and I don't it's it's like what we said earlier at the beginning it's about finding yourself if i'm on stage i don't want to be like wiley or d double or whoever skibbity yeah. or whoever the, the the man is i want to be Ryder shafiq i want to be recognized as this guy mm. and when you see me you're not going to get the jump up necessarily mm. 
Mm. It's going to be chilled. It's going to be deeper. It's going to be a different kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully that's what each different MC or producer or DJ should be. They should shine, and people should go mm. to see that person. Well, yeah. some people, some people are just made to be the energetic person bouncing around and like the hype man. But then yeah. I, I always think like if you're a, if you're a shyer person or you're like a quieter person, it's more likely when you put something into you know you speak something mm. it's like it always comes out like because you're thinking about things i find i don't know if this is how you go about things but you know if you're like quiet for that long you there's stuff going on mm. and you make you know you're thinking about things it's yeah. not like so when you actually do speak or you do put some lyrics down or you do you know say something into the mic at a dance it's going to come out and it's going to be more than like inside <laughs> you know what I mean? if it comes up if it comes up <laughs> just see yeah. nick and i go <laughs> Yeah, would you ever come, you know when you say about inside and that, did you ever get on, like, because obviously Garage, you got, mm. you in the late 90s and that, did, was you a big Garage lover? Not really. Mm. I, I, I listened to it, but mm. it's not something I would have emceed on or anything. Mm. I maybe do a Garage track or something, but mm. not really. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine like a darker garage, like something that's a bit. You were what, more f- like forward sort of sound in like uh, early dubstep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, darker garage. Basically, basically <laughs> but I was also going to ask, like, what's your sort of view on the. Because we actually talk about this quite a bit. It's mm. like certain, like, especially in Bristol, like the mm. club scene, the rave scene, and that. Because there's like, I think there's like, you can split Bristol into a few different types of partying. So you have like the people who are really for the music and stuff. Because we spoke about this with Jono where he was mm. like, um, it's one of those places where you have like the extremes of like people just getting off the nut, having mad crazy times and that. And then it seems like for your sort of content, it would be kind of, I don't know whether it would be weird, but it would be kind of like a a contrast where mm-hmm. if you're on stage and then somebody just like walks into the venue and that and they're just like on on coke or they're like proper like yeah. i don't know like what's your sort of view on that on like how how do you enjoy the side of being a vocalist that dances and stuff like that um it's, it's different cause i don't dr- drink or i don't smoke either mm. so even Big when man. when i'm when i'm in the dance and everyone's mashed up it's like it's different still but each to their own man you yeah. just gotta do your thing sometimes it's frustrating because I could say anything up there and people would yeah when they're high they, they just move to anything and they just mm. give you a forward for anything they're not really <laughs> listening to what I say I could yeah. mumble anything and do that so sometimes it's frustrating but that's the arena man sometimes mm. like like I said I did a theatre play that we shouldn't just limit ourselves to dances yeah mm. Do things at theatre, do things at schools, do things wherever. Get people to appreciate this art. Let's get this thing to grow and get people to actually respect it and mm. recognise that there's a skill that, that we're talented people. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's, what, that's exactly what Akala does, isn't it? Mm. Akala goes around schools. In fact, he probably does more schools and more books and plays and whatever. He writes <laughs> a lot than he does, you know, go on tour and he, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He does, he does, like... He he's such a motivational speaker. Like he's though. for the community. Like yeah. he wants to build a community rather than just get his name out there. That's a, that's the same thing. Like that's that's similar to what like I want to build in here. Like I want to build it for the community. I don't want to build. Yeah, yeah. Like I want people to make music instead of like bring people like bring people off the streets and stop doing like because where I'm from, together, everyone's, yeah. everyone's just doing bait stuff, mm. drugs, like. There's been a lot of shootings back at where I'm from now, and like they've just opened a studio back where I'm from in uh, Grayson, um in Essex, and I feel like that's a, such a positive movement that they've actually gone and done that because there's so many kids yeah. on the streets. Like when I was younger, literally first thing you'll do on a Friday night is go to the corn shop. Can you buy me some drink, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I want that culture stuff, and I want people like yeah. start push, pushing for music and stuff. Instead of or football or do something yeah, yeah, positive yeah. with your mm. life, instead of drinking yourself to the floor and getting into that lifestyle, and I respect. I didn't know that you didn't drink or smoke, but that's <laughs> I don't drink, yeah. and yeah, it's a, it's in a dance or in a rave when you're seeing people mashed out their head and that, and your mates going, "Oh, what's up with you?" And I just see some people, I'm just like, 
Oh God. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I do, I do agree with that. In a dance, like I would like to, I prefer just listening to the music. Mm. Like when you stand about doing you doing a fit, like uh, you got to tell me when that is because I'd love to come and see that. That's my <laughs> yeah. sort of. I'd rather sit there and listen yeah, yeah, yeah. than sweaty man like barging me over and that. But getting the gun fingers going in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> getting the gun fingers going in the theater, obviously, but. When it comes to when it comes to natural arts and stuff, I'd rather go to like you know Gallimorphy down. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that a pub? It's a pub, yeah. Yeah, but it's got this little stage, mm. and it's so like I like the coffee shop vibes. I like yeah, yeah. in like that environment. I listen to music the best. Like I, I like sitting back, yeah. having a drink of like. Like, I don't drink. I don't like grape soda or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. San Pellegrino. Yeah, San Pellegrino, and just sitting back and enjoying it, and I'd be like a being like a vocalist or a really nice singer, and appreciating mm. their actual natural talent instead of being fucked off your head, yeah. going, "Way, <laughs> listen to that drop." That's talking about Akala. That's what um, did you see him when he was in Bristol? Or do you, I don't know if you, I don't know if you even like him. That might, might have been a stupid question, but he had a he had a drummer, keys player, and a bassist or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a really sick gig. It was in the Marble Factory, so it wasn't like it wasn't oh, like a yeah. massive thing, but it was just like it was really nice because obviously his tunes and that they're hip hop and stuff, but mm. bringing it into that kind mm. of live instruments mm. and stuff like that. And he's quite a good sort of like mm. well, he's, he captures the audience and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I feel like he might be a bit more of like a uh, he's quite high energy and stuff. He seems like he's more of like an extrovert as an artist, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely like I felt like that. That was one which was like it was all it was all emotional. It was just like at the end of it, you like you really got something from it. Mm. It just wasn't a little like mm. they put a lot of work into getting that out of the audience mm. and stuff, which was quite sick. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you as well. Have this is probably a stupid question, yeah, yeah. but you got like have you got any albums out like like? Well, I did a I did an album with. Um, my musical so i started my career hosting for a group called pressure drop okay um they were around i don't know 90s um but two of the vocalists from pressure drop who who were involved in pressure drop came come from the same place in gloucester where i where i live so one of them was my cousin and one of them is a close family friend um, Mr. Melody or Marty Melody so it was him that brought me through musically mm-hmm. um, and he, he took me to their studio in Brighton at the time mm-hmm. and we recorded started recording tracks I started touring with them and hosting for them and so me and him released the album together in 2009 I think mm. and we were called, we were called Black Canvas Okay. so I was the MC or the, the rapper or the, the, the the guy speaking and he uh, <laughs> he's a singer okay so he's a reggae singer he sings like so we released the album together mm. 2009 and that was produced by one of the guys from pressure drop okay That's is that available anywhere to listen to or is it kind of is it, it should, just floating i don't know it should be on um should be on itunes maybe black canvas is called rise the album's called rise yeah you're definitely okay, gonna, 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 gonna listen that to that that's but like, that's a different sound again that's like See, reggae kind of bits. And see, the thing is, yeah, in in a few months, um, we're we're doing like a compilation, uh, comp- compilation yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. I can't say it properly sometimes. <laughs> and um, so everyone was going, oh, because I'm a dubstep head. But I love hip hop. I love drum and bass. And everyone's like, oh, are you gonna do like a 140 album? And I was like, nah. I've asked a techno DJ. I've uh, like techno producer. I've asked a lot of 140 guys and I've asked them to come out of their comfort zone and I was like make something you like but not what's down your because I wanted it to be like a project in itself of a community like I said I want it to be a community and I I really respect that you don't just you just don't you're not just on one level I've got to be that 140 guy I've got to be that 170 guy like Mm. you it's not genre specific it's specific Specific, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm very much like that Mm. and um, I think more people should sort of push that way and build their like you said your your rider Shafiq I class everything I make in in like obviously not many people hear it because I just 
I'm, I'm the I'm that guy in the background. <laughs> yeah, you know the what shy, I mean? Psycho, yeah. yeah um, but I make Jay favors. Mm. Yeah, um, like when you hear your tunes, you can say that's that's a Jay favors yeah. tune. Like it's, it sounds like him. Yeah, that. exactly. So I I I I think people should branch out more, and then that's when like instead of someone like sending their tunes for an EP, you could end up making a whole album of just different diverse stuff. Yeah. yeah. What's well, um? What was I gonna say? I definitely had something on my mind. Then, I was gonna <laughs> say, nah, because I sent you that tune. The like, yeah, I think it was was it yesterday, the happy one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. And it was just like it was just like I didn't go into it. This is this is the compilation as well. I didn't go into it with mm. like any kind of expectations. I just had um, a pad that I liked up, like a synth pad, and then just did a chord that sounded nice, and then kind of went from like a chord structure. And then just sort of built it up like that, and it ended up. Nick actually said it sounded like you'd put it in a um, like a gym class at primary <laughs> or something. Like it was, it was, it was kind. Of, I'd never because it had, but it had these like um, like grimy like detuned synths in it. Yeah. But it was really happy, and the beat was quite like it was quite energetic yeah. and stuff. But it was like I never make stuff like that, and I was just like, Do you know what? I mean, I don't think it'll get put on the compilation. It's a bit of a, a weird. It was. Track. It was. It, I, I, I said it was a good tune. Like because I, yeah, I yeah, kept yeah. it. Yeah. But it, it's just, it was so happy. <laughs> It's just the weirdest thing for me. Like I must have been in a great place because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't go in to do anything. I didn't try anything. I just came out with that track. It made me like, smile though. Let's yeah. hear it now. Let's hear it. Come on, pull it on. No, I can put. I can play it to you. Later. <laughs> I've got the link. I'll play it to you after this. So. <laughs> you can do some primary gym moves in, yeah. the, in the studio. It's a very gym, gym class hero. <laughs> it's so weird. But it's one of them. I think, but I think most people would be like that if they um, looked past. If they're chasing something else, so if they're chasing money, if they're chasing fame, um, they want to impress people. When you break it down, every human's probably going to be exactly the same and mm. they could create something incredibly unique, but they just might not. You know, it's like, like I'm saying about me being in a certain place to make a tune yesterday. If you're mm. not in a place where you can get rid of that mindset, you might just be waiting for another time. You like learn the lesson. We don't feel like, free to create what we want to create. Mm. A lot of people uh, follow, well, especially in the mainstream, they follow formulas in order to make a hit. Yeah. It's not really about creating, it's not about uniqueness, it's about sales mm-hmm. or likes or whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah. I have lots of influences. My my music isn't always um, deep and thoughtful and righteous or whatever. Mm. Sometimes I, I do something violent or sometimes I do something slack or something... I have all those influence in me. I'm not this angel or this yeah. spiritual guy. Yeah. I am a man. I do <laughs> sin and yeah, yeah. No mm, one's perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like doing something wrong. Do you know? Yeah. Understand? We all feel like this. So this comes out. We have got different moods. We got different motives. There's different things. Yeah. And it does say a lot about the yeah. person who makes it as well. Because you can hear like, but that's why that's why the argument comes in about. Um, or the discussion comes in about musicians and, you know, people who everyone looks up to. And you'll hear, you know, some groundbreaking album. And then it turns out the guy who made it, who everyone thought was a genius, was actually a bit of a dickhead. And it's like, yeah. well, we made music that resonated with so many people. Like, it's not You're not going to hear like a, a gospel Christian album that mm. is like the most, the, the biggest selling album on the planet because most people can't relate to you know, everyone is in, like imperfect, and everyone has yeah, it's like, like. It's like your mum listening to dubstep, isn't it? You what? It's like your mum <laughs> listening to dubstep, isn't it? Snoop's <laughs> just released the gospel album. Has he? Is it, I'm, oh, <laughs> he, is it good? I don't listen to it. All oh, right, okay. Yes, I, I see. I see that because obviously you done the Snoop Lion sort of thing, yeah. and yeah. Um, to be fair, I did hear a track off that you said about the gospel. That's that's. It was actually quite good. Was it? Yeah, like it was quite like it was very happy, and yeah. obviously. There was a lot of organs. I remember hearing a lot of organs, but mm. I, I, I genuinely did vibe to the tune. I was just yeah, like, this is quite a, <laughs> quite a little vibe there. Kanye West, Life of Pablo, there was a lot of gospel stuff on that. And that was the stuff I liked on the album, was the gospel stuff. Because mm. I think he was, he sampled, I don't know whether it's Pastor L. Barrett or something, the L. Barrett. There's like an old um, like gospel musician. And I, li- I actually had to download his album. Because I thought like the samples and that that we yeah. used like were incredible, so I got the original stuff and I was listening to it and I was like, I'm not like a Christian or anything. I don't, I don't really. I'm more of like a, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but something is type <laughs> person. 
And um, that was the stuff, like, when it was, like, the proper, like, uplifting gospel stuff. Like, mm. it doesn't matter who you are. You can yeah. listen to that, and if it's done right, you... You feel good, man. Yeah, you get, like, the goosebumps and mm. that, and it's like... Yeah, that was sick, that. I'll definitely have to give Snoop Dogg's gospel <laughs> listen, though. It was, it was funny, though. Like, um, I had um, my boy Chad, um, the, the, Chad po- the, polymorph. the polymorph, big up Chad, uh, come through the other week, and... Uh, I had him, his mate, Mike, and I had my mate Ish. And uh, they're all three black males, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so soulful. He's playing piano, because Chad's a session pianist, and he's playing yeah. piano, and he's singing along, and then they're all just singing, and they're all, like, dancing away. And I was like, if I tried that, couldn't do it. Oh, you could. Yeah. What? Like, singing to the top of my voice, singing, like, praise praise the Lord and stuff. Because like, he, he was what actually going praise, like, and I was just like, it's so it was so soulful. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't oh, do you, that. You've got soul, man. Yeah, I got. You just need to have. I need to have the confidence. I feel honestly. I'm not. I'm not joking around. I feel like shower soul. You just have to have the uh, the like because I think a lot of it's hesitation. Like you know mm. if because that's the thing with with singing or vocalists and stuff like that or even uh, instrumentalists and that. If you have like, it's like having faith in yourself mm. to do things confidence, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. I, I would. I would have never thought that I could sing, but I got one of these mics at home. Started writing songs and that. And I was start like. Are you singing in that? I, I can send you a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally I've learned how to record my voice and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, it, because for a long time I was like, nah, because I think it was you hear things from people like, ah, oh, you've not got a good voice, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't sing if I was you, or like stick to the guitar mate type thing. But yeah, with yeah. one guy, it was like I was at a New Year's party and this drunk guy with a guitar he was just playing the guitar and singing, and he was like, do you sing? And I was like, nah. But he was like, you play guitar really well. And I said. Yeah, I'll just stick to doing that. And he goes like, "No, no, no! You just practice singing and play the, yeah, playing yeah. the guitar in your room or whatever. And if you keep doing that, you'll learn how to hold a note and stuff. But it's mm. about just about doing it. And like, you can look at other people and think like, ah, they've got the soul and stuff like that. Mm. But you could, it's just yeah, it's I, I do. Throw, it. I, you got to throw yourself into it. Yeah, I, but you won't see me singing any soul anytime soon. Ah, well, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll see, like turn sellotapes into a soul group. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start working on my soul vocals, and then I'll teach you. <laughs> there, um, I wanted to speak to you about because uh, I see you on the lineup for Croydub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, with pokes and stuff. Uh, like, how long have you like? Because obviously, how long have you been in that dubstep scene? Would you say? Because I've always seen your name ever um, since I've been listening. I used to come to like subloaded and subdub and whatever over here. Mm-hmm. So me and so I used to move around a lot with dread. Okay. Um. So yeah, he, me and him are both from Gloucester. Okay. So in the early days, so I don't know, like when all this, when music was changing, I didn't really like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Drum bass, yeah, I, I, I used to like jungle. Mm-hmm. If it's got that reggae feel to it, that's when I used to like it. If it's, drum and bass is all right, but it had to have some kind of element of yeah. um, reggae in mm-hmm. it. And so when I first heard dubstep, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, because it's got that kind of dubby feel. This, mm-hmm. this is heavy, this is... Yeah, and this is good. I like that. So, but I I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I don't. I didn't used to necessarily MC for anybody or host for anyone. Um, until a bit later on. It's when you got past the mic and you when I I used to host, but it was it was not for. It, I don't know what kind of music it was. It's <laughs> like madness. It was like pressure drop. They played all kind of things and what. It wasn't really hosting because they used to produce as well. So we used to, they used to play records, and then I used to come and I used to perform my record or my my track hmm. within the set, and then ease back a bit, and then come and do another. They'd play an instrument, and it, it was more planned. It wasn't mm-hmm. like me yeah. hosting a whole whole kind of set. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Deep Medieval included me in a lot of the hosting. It's not bad, is it? <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. But I've always been around, yeah. And I've always been making tunes. I just make tunes, make tunes, make tunes. I prefer the studio, to be honest. Yeah. So do I. Than hosting. Yeah. I I I don't I don't go out much anymore because I don't I, yeah, yeah. I I I, I, had a, I to be fair I had a bit of an anxiety attack going out recently. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. And um, I prefer just sitting in there, just blazing tunes as loud as I want, and then. 
get inspired to make something and then showing my boys going, oh, listen to this, what I've made. And then they go, oh, yeah, I'm feeling that. And then mixing my friends' tunes. And I and then people go to me, oh, why don't you go out there and, like, try and play out on that? Because I'm just like, because I'm an anxious fucking wreck. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather, like, get my tunes out in the studio than do it out live, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And to get over that, I, I find that there's a there's a bar- like you said you're a shy I'm a shy person mm. as well to get over that barrier to start performing out because I remember uh, I played at Blue Mountain and stuff and my first set out was like the best set I ever played in my life but then my second set out I choked hard because I just like let everything just mm. come down on me yeah, yeah, yeah. have you ever had like a like when you f- not now because obviously you're, you're a veteran in, mm. in what you do but I'm talking about like when you started I out well, like, back in the day, it wasn't just me on my own. Mm-hmm. So I used to have Mr. Melody with me mm-hmm. and like we would bounce off of each other. Yeah. And when you got your brethren with you, mm. if one of you mess up, it's like it's like a joke. Kind yeah. of thing. You just laugh at him. <laughs> but he's there to, to like help you out, pick mm. you back up. Mm. So we used to do bits and pieces together. And so I always had that back at him and I would also always learn from him as well. Oh, but well, like, I'd I done mad festivals like back in the day where we were in Yugoslavia or places and we played after Burning Spear and there was like thousands of people on the stage and I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> that's you just got to jump in at the deep end and do it, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man, I, 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 I do respect that. In But I, I've sort of seen myself as more of a guy behind the scenes nowadays. Yeah, I like doing seller talks and that and I, that's yeah. where I do, I'm not shy in this because I like having chat with musicians and seeing where yeah, they yeah. come from and, but when it comes to playing out, I, like I feel like everyone is, a, there's there's a lot of artists out there who are very, what would you say, like, they don't want to show their music because they don't think it's good enough because it's yeah, not yeah. what, let's say Khan's doing, it's not what they're doing, they're making something different and they don't think people are going to like it as much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, I feel like there's a trend in certain sounds, like so, like in dubstep now, like there's a trend in people going for that bandulu sound, going for like more grime, and then they're chasing that sound because they they think they should make that sound, mm. and I yeah, I mean in some cases I I always I always think it's a weird one because you have you have like certain sounds that like say for instance I never heard like the bandulu stuff yeah until I was in college or something like that. Mm. And then just because I, I grew up in, well, me and Nick as well, we were from Cumbria, which is like... Way up north. It's just like, there's stuff there, you know. It's there's not, a mountain. It's, it's like, like the Lake District, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can go for a walk and that in the mountains, it's cool. But um, <laughs> but in terms of like music and that, you kind of have to listen to like, I was listening to like Joker and I was like, oh, he's from Bristol. Okay. Asa. Oh, he's from Bristol. <laughs> I was just like every artist I was listening to. I was like, "Oh, that's that's their the West Bristol. Country special, isn't it?" But I was like, "Cause that's that's one thing where I know that for a time when I was making music, especially in college and coming out of college, I was just ripping that style. So like, I was like, this is the sound. This is good.' And it wasn't necessarily like a. It was genuinely because the it had been I'd been exposed to it, and mm. I thought I've never heard this before. Mm. I need to start making these tunes. So in some cases, you have the they're just jumping on the bandwagon, mm. which I feel like happens a lot, but. There's yeah. also like a lot of it's because people they're just gassed overhearing us like a certain type mm. of tune. Yeah, that that is, that is that is true. I I, I do agree mm. with you on on that respect. But yeah, I'm gonna leave that there because I, I feel like you responded <laughs> quite well on that one. Um, should we do a question with Mr. Ryder Shapik? Oh yeah, if you've yeah. got if you've got some questions, right. let's do a bit a, a quick it, fire question. This is thing. a quick fire question. It's, it's not really serious, but it, it, and it doesn't really have to be quick fire either. Yeah, you yeah, you can think about that. Like, like uh, you might not like it because you might go, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." But if you don't, if you don't know the question, don't don't answer it. Um, let me find them. Right. Yeah, just say like another one. Yeah, another one. We'll do another question. <laughs> DJ right. Khaled. DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do. Because uh, obviously you played out in Bristol a lot, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, your favorite venue to play in Bristol? Um, maybe like Trinity, I think. Trinity. Or Motion, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that, I had Motion down on, on one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Best upcoming radio. I don't really listen to much radio, you know, to tell you the truth. That's not bad. That's not bad. Because I, 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 radio's a dying 
I have to say radio is more of a dying breed. Podcast is the one. <laughs> but um, you could you could make that to like a Bristol radio because do you do you know about much of the Bristol radio stuff? Only like Yajima. Yeah, but I don't live in Bristol, so he's Gloucester, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's close. Yeah, it? kind yeah. of close. Yeah. Um, best upcoming uh, label. Upcoming. Yeah. Because I, do I, I don't plug, know. I don't. I, you, I could say best best label. I don't know if you, you like if you wanted to like push some upcoming artists and that who you're feeling who. Are you? I don't really. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know many. I know Young Echo. I know Bandulu. Mm-hmm. Um, Sector Seven. Yeah. yeah. His label. Other than that, you that's said enough, yeah. you, yeah, that's, that's, that's enough. We, yeah, that, that I, 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 I was going to say because Young Echo, you could have just went like, yeah, Young Echo all the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. This this one this one's going to be uh, like one of them ones where you're going to be like, <laughs> a tune people should check of yours of mine. I I think identity is identity. Check. Yeah. Banging. Check out identity, everyone. I'm definitely because uh, I, I on the SoundClouds. Yeah, I think that one. Um, it might be. Yeah, mm. I don't really keep up with social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> actually lazy. I was looking at your SoundCloud and I was like, all of the things that were on there, and I clicked on tracks, and it was like, it's literally just stuff from labels and that yeah, that you've yeah. just reposted and that, which I I kind of respect that because you're not you're not pushing the social media too much, but people are still yeah, hearing yeah. you, which I think is a respectable thing. Yeah, man. All right, this one's just a funny one. Grammar dubstep. Dubstep. I don't know. Yeah, dubstep. Grime's more MC based, mm. though, isn't it? There's a lot more mm. MC, but mm. I prefer the sound of dubstep. I think. I think. But you've you got to define dubstep because it's, it's, it's kind uh, of, there's a lot of it, isn't there? It's madness. And yeah. Like, yeah. From the, <laughs> uh, uh, None yeah, of the American stuff. I'd say like system and all deep medi and all that sort of mm, stuff. Yeah, I would say dubstep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you like back in the day. We're gonna take you back to the nineties and that. Mm. What do you prefer, house or garage? They're both too soft for me. I'm 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 a roots man, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Reggae. <laughs> Reggae. <laughs> Did you, what? Yeah. What? 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 Who's Who's your favorite reggae artist? Who you would like? You're sitting in your room because my, my yeah. favorite artist of all time is Dr. Dre, Chronic, yeah, yeah. N.W.A. That they're, they're, they're I would listen to them. I would sit down in the room and I'd be happy listening to them. Who would you say your artist? You can just like sit there and go. I'm content to listen to this all day. There's an island. I don't know style. if there's one I would sit to and listen all day. There's Name a couple then. A lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> fall off. Hmm. I like early Sizzler. Hmm. Bujo is Bujo Banton is like one of my favorite. Like consistency, consistently. Hmm. Vibes Cartel is is great um, when it comes to subject matter. Okay. Like. Old school flow. I, I I was inspired by people like Shabarank, Supercat, Ninja Man. Yeah. Um, Papa San with their f- fast chat. You mm. know, there's there's lots. Like I said, I don't have one mood. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ninja Man would always be talking about gun and this that, and mm. I love that. But at the same time, I'd love to hear Luciano or Dennis mm. Brown singing some positivity. That's the next side of me that that kind of uplifts. You yeah. know what I mean? That's brilliant. Yeah, I think I think you smashed that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you two more, yeah? yeah. Alright. Your favourite tune out right now? Like you what it does it, it, this is on a day to day basis. So like today, you mm. if you've been listening to music today, what tune are you feeling today where you feel like a big up? The tune I've been listening to today is Sons of Kemet. Some, some um the, the does the new album Your Queen is a Reptile. Um, I like that name. Mm. The, the first, the first track off of, off of that album. Um, let me just check the name of the first track. I think it's my queen is Ada Eastman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so gonna be check checking all of check these, that man. Out, check that out. Yeah. And the last thing, yeah, you said you was a fan of hip hop in like yeah. in the nineties and that. All right. I'm still a fan of hip hop. Yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> no, everyone's a fan. <laughs> Your favorite. MC from the nineties era. Um, I don't know who my favorite is. I had, like I said, I got lots of favorite. <laughs> you know what is this, the, with hip hop? It was the same 
as um, kind of like dubstep and all those, mm. all these kind of music. If it had a reggae feel to mm. it, I liked it. Okay, yeah, if it I, had I a reggae I, influence. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, like when Public Enemy and NWA and that kind of stuff, mm. I wasn't really that keen on it. Mm. I was more a, a dance or man, mm. a reggae man. Um. When it started to cross over and they started to have the reggae samples mm. and all those kind of things, I liked it. Yeah. And then I started to listen to more lyricists like mm. most Def or Nas or well, then I started to like Outkast and Goody mm. Mob and yeah. it goes the from there doesn't it yeah. <laughs> Buster Rhymes always because he had that kind of Jamaican flow and he yeah. dips in and out do you know what I mean Buster oh, I remember hearing I wasn't Buster. really a fan of Biggie or Tupac yeah. or none of them no fair I can appreciate it mm. now going back and looking mm. at their lyrics and how mm. they build tunes and mm the concepts and the stuff yeah. like that yeah but at the, when it when it was released that it wasn't really me yeah that's fair enough man <laughs> no, I, I, I'll get you on that <laughs> there that, that's I'm gonna have to go through through my library of hip like going back to that hip hop reggae like mm. the, that reggae influence there's that outcast tune and I can, I can never <laughs> pronounce the name of it oh I it's like a complete rework yeah, of like a dub tune yeah, oh, it's, it's off, I can't remember which album it's, it's not off Stankonia, is it? It's, it's off uh, an early one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's off the like first but one. But I, I only heard it recently because I've like I've not really been like a, the only Outcast tunes I'd heard until like the last two years or something like that with the obvious debate one. Hey, yeah, yeah, and, and the <laughs> Rose, Rose isn't that? But um, that when I heard that tune, I was like, oh, this is fucking sick, yeah, yeah. mate. They've got some we- some weird name tunes, like um, yeah, that one's like a particular. I'm not even going to attempt to name. No, it. no, no <laughs> I got no, it on no. the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Expose <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got so any- then playlistic Cadillac music. That was one of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it was. I think it's one of them. Well, right. I think it's that one. But I do have another question to yeah, ask, which is like a. Oh, Nick's just asked. <laughs> I just got a text of Nick. We've got it's, questions in the audience yeah. out there. It's not. No, this isn't. This is. This is. This is. This is a technical difficulties thing. Is channel one on the mixer recording to audio one on Logic? No, it's. This will be. We were joking around that it just like it records me and James, but just not your mic, yeah. and we can't hear anything <laughs> that you said. So it's just me and him talking. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Yeah. I'm a dynamic voice, in it? It's all good, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, basically, it got the same problem I have every week with my voice being oh, a, bit, right, okay. a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you've gotten louder. I got Yeah, I've got a dynamic voice. <laughs> I've got a few things to ask you, though. One's a bit of a jokey question. Yeah. Because I, I remember on your Facebook, there was a uh, a debate about certain two or three grime MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was quite an interesting... Because uh, you don't really hear many people... I wouldn't say drag, but like criticizing mm. Skepta and Jamie as like lyricists mm. that was one thing I was like you know all of the people who were like defending them were going their old stuff's pretty lyrical and that but it was interesting I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing somebody saying that it's a bit kind of sort of surface level rhyme schemes and there's not really yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot to what most of it's saying I just wanted to get like a sort of if you want to, I mean, you can say I don't want to be recorded saying anything. <laughs> You're going to get me guys. into some beef with some people. <laughs> but what's your kind of like, what was? What would you say is like the uh, synopsis of like your views on, on that? I want to like it and I, and I, and I, and obviously them guys do what they do. But some tunes I've heard, I just don't get it. Mm. It's like so basic. It's like rhyming chair with square and hair and there and pear is just like yeah come on man do you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like so it's just like so child it's like play school yeah to me well that's why i think they're so successful it's because you know it can be appreciated by people who are just kind of casual fans of like lyricism in hip-hop or grime or whatever because you can listen to it and go like oh, i can see you can literally get there's no like you know how in battle rap and that they've got slow it down when there's mm-hmm. a when there's a really complex scheme with this you don't need any of that you can just hear it straight in the ear you brain process it and you go ah and then you can focus on the music again do you want to hear like, a funny is that, story is that a good thing though i don't think i personally i don't think it is but i think that's why they kind of they've 
taken like the you know it's like the same with Stormzy as well like mm. they're seen as like like the BBC will quote them as like the biggest mm. best grime MCs and stuff because because the BBC quoted it they've reached a, yeah but this is what I mean like they've reached a level mm. and they've reached an audience of like it literally is hits you in the ear you get it it's like yeah. a fast food fast food, fast food yeah. sort of do you know the funny thing yeah I was in I went home and uh, I was going to, to Sainsbury's with my mum and uh, she was listening to Heart yeah and then she switched it because there was a ch- there was a tune she did, did like and then it, like Migos come on uh-huh. and she left she- it on. She I was just looking at her. I was like, "Do you want to put something else on?" And she's like, "No, I don't mind this. I don't mind this song." And I was just like, "It's fucking Migos." And my mum, my mum's a fifty-four year old <laughs> like Cockney woman listening yeah. to Migos, and I was just like, "Oh fuck it." Which tune was it? You couldn't. No, you couldn't name it. Oh, what's, oh, it's what's not the bad one? and bougie, was it? Oh yeah, I think it was bad and bougie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair, my mum probably listens to that shit too. <laughs> I tried to show my mum uh, to pimp a butterfly just because I thought mm. it's probably got the 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 most palatable beats for her to listen to because she loves soul and stuff like that and certain jazz. She's, mm. She she should have found out, but she literally couldn't get over the fact that he dropped the end bomb every mm. night, and I was just like, can you not see? that there's a message to the songs and she's like oh i'm not really listening to the lyrics but all i can hear is that word and i was just like oh, that's a great like she was i think for king quinta she loved the beat she was like oh see i could listen to this and then he started rapping and she was just like oh, oh. <laughs> i remember the uh, first uh, first cd i picked up like I, s- I say on a lot of these episodes my music taste is from san andreas you know your grandfather thought yeah, of san andreas yeah. I listened to Radio Radio Los Santos, yeah, yeah. and that just took me to a, a whole different world. Yeah, yeah. So when I was like, talk about ten, nine, I was listening to Easy Easy Does It, and then my, I remember when I go, oh, um, oh, do you want to buy a CD, James? And I was like, The Massacre by the 50, Fifty Cent come out, and yeah, my dad opened the cover, and I'm like, I think it was two, four, 2004, so I'm eleven. He's having the cover and he's just 50 cent there with two <laughs> guns in it. And he was like, I don't think that's that's the right one for today, James. And then he was like, do you want to pick out something else? The next person next to it was the documentary by the game. And I was uh, like, yeah, I'll have that one. Well, and because my dad looked at the cover and it was just him on a lowrider. And my dad was like, oh, I'll buy that. I opened it up and it was it was him like <laughs> cutting cocaine in the middle. <laughs> no, I got that I got that off a um, my 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 mum's friend. I'm not going to expose him, but he used mm. to get them, them CDs off Salford Market. So mm. it was like... Just compilations of the top forty albums mm. and that, and that was how I got my first like Kanye album, my first the documentary by yeah. the game and that. I got them all just on one CD. Mm. My mum didn't know what it was, just a blank disc with top forty written on it, and I was just listening to all these <laughs> albums like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> it's like one of those little you know the MP3 uh, USB things, yeah, and you yeah, just put yeah. your music on that. Yeah, walk around with that. I was in primary school. I was just loving it. I was like, this is yeah, like right. showing all my friends like, yeah. you heard this? It's mad. Yeah, well, Eminem. I was listening to uh, Bonnie and Clyde by Eminem when I was like. 10 yeah how bad is if Bro, i kim if, have you heard kim the one where he's like beating up and murdering his wife in the, wife, yeah. Yeah. In the car and that like yeah and you're 10 years old and there's a lot of <laughs> that, that's, that, that's the stuff that probably shapes you and and like <laughs> see if i became a rapper i don't even want to know what i think just because of the music i used to listen to <laughs> exactly all right you got any more questions i do there's one more <laughs> one more and better um, make it a good one then mate uh, it's, it's all right question. It's not nothing to write home about. But I was just wondering if there's any sort of uh, if you like in terms of like where you're taking or what your plans are in the future. If you've got any, or if you're just planning on keeping on doing what you're doing and trying to grow like that, but as a person rather than as a name. Um. So I'm gonna do my solo album. I'm looking forward I to that. Bits of it. Um, but I want to approach it differently so a lot of producers just send me a beat and like I said I write to how that beat makes me feel or I ask them what do you want what style do you want spoken word reggae whatever what do you want and then I just write it just do it but um, I want to strip down the beats and me actually produce things go back to the basics Mm. actually song write and it be more about me than what the producer's given me kind of thing. Because yeah. that, that when somebody gives me a beat, it, the mood has already been created. Mm-hmm. I want me to be in control of my own solo yeah. project. That's why album. I haven't done that album yet. Because it hasn't been right. I haven't 
been with the right producers or the time hasn't been right. Yeah. Because I want to put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like that's how some of the best albums are written, isn't it? It's a big sort of, like, you know, if you look at, um, I don't want to talk about Kanye again. I'm going to get like, I'm going to get a reputation of being a Kanye fanboy. Yeah. But if you look at the producer credits and stuff like that, even the Kendrick Lamar albums and that, and um, uh, some of the Dr. Dre stuff with Eminem and that, yeah, because I hear I I never knew that Eminem produced some of them mm. beats. Like I just thought he was a. Don't get me started on Eminem's beats. Don't get me started. All right, okay. Don't, don't get, me get me started, started on those beats. But like, it's all like you see the producer credits and that, and people can kind of look at it and go, like, well, if the producer didn't produce the beat, then they're like not as good a producer. But that's how you get like the the best stuff. If you me and you could do a track, and you could just send me a beat over Facebook. I never yeah. meet you, and I just send you back the vocals, and we've got a track together. We've not met. But if we sit together in the studio and I say, yo, I want this, I, I want you to take that out, I want this, 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 and we both do it together, then yeah. to me there's something more organic, something it's more both of us working on something and creating something that is tailored. Yeah. Well, it's I mean? more it's more like, uh, what's the word? It, cohesive. Like it mm. kind of blends together a bit because you've got elements of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you in there. And it's, uh, it's oh, it just sort of feels a lot more. It's again... I feel like people know that and they can hear that in music. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can tell if a beat's just been chucked over on the internet and that. Mm. Whereas yeah. if somebody's really sat and thought about it. You can tell, innit? Yeah, 100%. I've done that with the stuff with Sam Bingo. The, the latest release, um, Champion EP, is like dance or kind of thing. Yeah, I listened to that earlier. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. So vibes. I helped with a lot of the pr- production or not help but I said yo change this put this in you know yeah. reference a lot of old dance or I said this needs this executive this. producing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not what Goldie does it's not what Goldie's whole career has been I don't want to I don't want to slander anybody but what, executive producing like he sits there and that's like Puffy them people they just say yeah. take this out and put DJ a, Khaled put a yeah, yeah in there yeah. or something you know. yeah the, that's what they do it? but it's not so when you see the credits they're getting credits but what are they actually doing? Yeah. No, but I think it's. Uh, did, to be fair, did he? When you say Puff Daddy, like he? Or did he? Or... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> did he dirty money? <laughs> yeah, he he. Uh, what, was, what was the thing? He, it was like he wanted to go on like a thing. It was like love and positivity or something. Like he changed it completely. Oh yeah, he changed his name recently and then changed it back like a week later. <laughs> what a legend! <laughs> He's got but more is... money than sense, mate. <laughs> ah, but there is there, uh, his tweets are phenomenal. If yeah. you ever, if you want to lift yourself up in the morning or not, just read his stream. <laughs> it's just like the most uplifting shit on the planet. Positivity. Yeah, because but I see that's it's a good way of doing things. I don't think there's a. I think you kind of have to if you try, especially if it's your project. You want to be in control. You don't want because I've had that. I've made beats for people before, and um, there's a few people in Edinburgh that I want to work mm. with. But it's like a money thing. You've got to get yourself up there, and if you broke like me, you've got to kind of like you've got to pick the right time. And um, we're never going to finish a tune until I sit in the studio with them mm. because they like what I do. But there's just like it's kind of like it's there, but it's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want to sit with me, and we can like make a tune, and that's how we'll get something. That we're I can't all collab with. over the internet. I just can't collab, man. No, I, I can co- I can collab, but I have no, I to. Can't collab. You can. You just haven't. Just don't like it. Yeah, you just you just like oh, oh no no this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> when it's my solo album, it's it's just me. Yeah, but I, I, no one else even hears it. I, so. I feel you with that with the sending it over Facebook and that. Mm. I prefer sitting in the studio, lights lights dim, computer screen. Setting the mood. Yeah, setting the mood. Bit of incense burning. Yeah, didn't get the mood light going on in here today. Normally, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah, but. It is what You've it is. You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Texas or somewhere. Yeah. It's like an old, uh, like someone says, it's like an old Canadian barn. Yeah. Yeah. Shack, yeah. It's got quite a good acoustics for an old Canadian barn, though. But yeah, in on that uh, on that bombshell, on that bombshell, we want to thank you for coming through. Yeah, on very spontaneous. No problem, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah fun. appreciate it yeah. a lot. Appreciate and great that. conversation, yeah. And uh, right, where would they find you? Anywhere. Anywhere. Just type Ryder Shafiq. Shafiq. Just, yeah. yeah. That's literally Facebook. all I had to do. That's all I had to do as well. You were so easy to find Google on. Google it. Yeah. There's no one else called Ryder Shafiq. Yeah. yeah. And we can find J Flavors. At Sellotapes, uh, 
J Favors on SoundCloud. Just type in Sellotapes on Google and it's the first thing. You'll just see some uh, greasy studio. But <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, uh, if you want any bookings or anything, just hit me up. You know how it is. Where they find you, Mr. Zone Music? Zone.co.uk. Banging. Got the website on lock. Yep. Skirt. <laughs> yep. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, thanks to Variety for coming through. Safe to Nick and uh, Michael in the back yeah. doing all their levels. Working. Yeah, working <laughs> them vibes. Safe, everyone.